Hey, uh, long time listener, first time talker. Um, Is that a good level? Good level. Testies? Testies one, two? That's his joke. Every time he helps me set levels, he says testies. All right. Can I swear? Yeah. Yeah, this is an R-rated, not X-rated, Joe, R. <laughs> not NC-17. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk tonight. Um, hey, this is our Father's Day episode, right? So we're going to talk about Fathers, fathers and kids, fathers and sons, coaching our kids is where we're going to steer the conversation, I think, right? Mm. Hopefully we'll get, before the weekend's over and we start putting this episode together, we'll get some kids to talk about I, their fathers. I mentioned it to Anthony again. He gave me a sigh, but I'm, I'm going to force okay. him. Okay, a sigh is better than no, because no. we initially got a no. That's not a no. Is Carolyn in? She's going to do it? Oh, Carolyn can't wait. She could, she, could help, she could help me out in that regard. I bet she will. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah, he'll do it. He'll do it for sure. For sure. I didn't pressure Victor to come join us tonight because we asked him that once and he was pretty adamant. He didn't want to be on? Mm-mm. He says he's, a, he's our fan, our first listener. He's not a, a talker. What? I know. He is a talker. But he is a talker. I know. Well, we'll try again. <laughs> we'll try again. All right. Well, everybody, welcome. Uh, Welcome to the Strongly Worded Podcast. I am Sue O'Lear. And I am Johnny Hampton. And we are coming at you on a Friday night from the Dining Room Studio. It is the Friday before Father's Day. We have some guests in the studio today. Now, to our listeners, we our tagline is that we uh, talk about, we have strongly worded opinions on everything under the sun. This is not a basketball podcast. <laughs> What do we say in our first season? It's not a political podcast. We're just in a political season. This is not a basketball podcast, but we are in a basketball season right now (laughs) among us. Um, And it's also Father's Day weekend this weekend. And in my effort to not make our Father's Day episode all about me being sad. (laughs) Me too, right? (laughs) That would have been a pretty... Yeah, I know. We've done that enough, Johnny. (laughs) So we invited some other dads into the studio and we're going to talk about fatherhood with some a, a couple of dads who are, are pretty spectacular um and i you know well of course i know joe because he's the father of my kids but um joe o'lear is with us my husband and father of my two and fred atwood um a father that i've gotten to know as as a, a coach in the league and um you know pretty all-around cool guy right <laughs> um and welcome to the strongly worded father's day episode Woohoo! So we don't have to launch right in with basketball, even though that's where we're going to get. But um, why don't we start with Fred? Fred, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Tell us um, what a fan you are of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know you were bringing me on the lie. 
I'm kidding. I thought you guys were just going to be asking questions. I didn't know you were going to put me on the spot yeah. to introduce myself. This is what Johnny said. It's a conversation. It exactly. is. The, the conversation is. isn't, hey, Fred, tell me all about you. <sighs> all right. Well, tell tell us. Um, we could dig right in with a question. You want one? Dig in. Well, it's Father's Day weekend. Tell me about your relationship with your father. There is not one. That's that, that simple. So, uh, Fred. <laughs> All right, so so growing up, you didn't have a good relationship with your dad. I had no you have to give him the mic back. Yeah. I, I basically had no relationship with my birth father mm-hmm. and poor relationships with a stepfather. So, so that so that's interesting. So, like for me, right, you know, my dad, he was a good dad, great dad, right? So I had an example. How And I, when I look at you, I think you have a good relationship with both of your kids, right? Thank you. And um, it's very loving. Isaac, you know, is a good father-son relationship. So not having that lesson, that role model to look up to, did you just decide, how did you decide what kind of father you were going to be? So I looked at the people that I respected as fathers, and I tried to see what they did with their kids. And I also looked at things that happened in my own life and saw what I didn't want to be as a father which I think sometimes is, is even more important. What you don't do is more important sometimes than what you do do. Doing things can lift them up, but doing the wrong things, the things you shouldn't do, can beat down. It's, it's harder to lift somebody out of a hole than it is to keep them lifted up once they're out. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that's really where it came for me. It, Every time I catch myself being like my stepfather or like my father, I quickly check myself and go, ah, nope, you're not going to be that dude. You got you to gotta find another way to make this work. Your son recently graduated high school, and I remember the post you put on Facebook about it. And, um, you know, knowing you, what little bit I know of you, you know, you're a... a, a loud voiced strong you know it was kind of it was really cool to see that sort of tender side and you also have um you're raising uh, a young man that's not your biological son nope. another thing you and i have in common another thing we yes. have in common yes and it happened right about the same time mm-hmm. i i didn't know you were doing that and i don't think you mm-hmm. knew i was and it just sort of happened for both of us mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah josh is a great kid too he is He's, a good kid one of the one of the kids asked me if I was going to be coaching next season because Isaac was graduating, and I was like, "Yeah, of course. I still got Josh on the team. Of course, I'll be coaching." Mm-hmm. And they looked at me like I was crazy because obviously we looked nothing alike, kind of <laughs> like you and Gio. Right. <laughs> Which, I, I, you know. I get that all the time. <laughs> well, I, I, it's it's just pretty cool to, um, you know, to, we have that in common, and and I think that uh, another thing. I, that I hear when you're talking right now is I, I had a, a good relationship with my dad, but there were certain things that I absolutely made the conscious decision to do differently. Um, and I think that we're at a place right now watching our kids graduate and do all this stuff where I'm not going to start patting myself on the back <laughs> or whatever, but I feel like, and maybe you feel the same. You see some of the fruits of those choices. Absolutely. I don't know. Not just from graduation, though. 
for me, it's even just more like in the way Isaac treats other people mm-hmm. and the things he does to help people when they need it or that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I know a lot of people. I actually was just listening to your other podcast. You were going on about uh, the high school graduation thing, and it really wasn't as big of a deal for me as I thought. <laughs> a part of it was because he graduated early, mm-hmm. so he had already been out of school and working full-time. He had to take the day off of work to go to graduation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other part was, for me, that wasn't the biggest accomplishment. Like, I've never been that school guy. You've got a degree, so it meant something more to you. I don't have that. It's that's never been part of my life. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was more important what kind of a person he was going to be than what he achieved by somebody else's piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Is that absolutely? I hope that comes across right. Yeah, <laughs> it's true though. It makes perfect sense. Um, go ahead. Oh no, I, thought, yeah. I was just grabbing it in case you transition. But I was going. <laughs> but no. I was going to, what I was going to add to that is that, yes, even though my dad, like, I thought he was a great dad, there are things that he did that I don't do with my son. Like, I don't, I had a lot of pressure in my home, especially when it came to school. I try to alleviate a, little, a lot of that from, from Anthony because I understand what kind of student he is. My dad did not care about that. <laughs> he didn't care if you, uh, science, I was terrible at. Terrible. He didn't care. Mm-hmm. If I didn't get a B in it, you know, trouble was coming. It wasn't, I know you tried hard. <laughs> there, was, there, was, there, was, there was none of that with him. So I do understand what you mean when you say, Sue, like, there were some things that my dad did I won't necessarily do. It doesn't make them all bad. Just I didn't think they worked for me. Right. So I don't think that's going to work for my child. I want to try to do things a different way. So we have another guest at the table with us. Do we? <laughs> Devastatingly handsome. Uh, super funny, makes me laugh harder. And an incredibly uh, good dad to our kids, my husband, Joe. Um, hey, Joe, why don't you tell us about your relationship with your dad? <laughs> hey, uh, long-time listener, first-time talker. Um <laughs> So I, I'm a I'm pretty similar to Fred. Um, my parents split when I was I think nine, um, and my dad, you know, quickly remarried, which was part of the reason why they split. Um, and it was very strained for a while, uh, like it kind of up and down. It was strained because I'm like, nope, not dealing with that. Don't want anything to do with it. And I softened for a while. Um, you know, went over to his house, hung out, you know, had a stepmom, uh, three, three step siblings. Um, and then, you know, at some point, I, I forget how old I was, um, I was over at his house uh, and I was upstairs. He had a two story house and I heard them fighting and I kind of went to the edge of the stairs and was listening and my stepmom was bitching about me mm-hmm. and how she hated it when I come over to the house and my dad wasn't saying a word. So at that point I was like, yep, I'm done. Didn't come back. Um, kind of really, I didn't have anything to do with her. Uh, very little to do with my dad for years and years. Um, and then I don't even know. Um, the next thing that really pops into my mind is my sister's wedding. Um, 
and you know he didn't want to initially walk her down the aisle because she wanted my mom to walk with him um he agreed to it uh walked down the aisle looked like he had red eyes from crying all day my stepmom was there she wouldn't look at it um so i was like okay, so it was a joy is- it was a joyous day Ugh. <laughs> And whatever that that happened, and then fast forward to my wedding, uh, we are at the engagement party, and I'm walking my dad and my stepmom out to their car, and you know, I being the gentleman that I am, I open the door for my stepmom, and she sits down and she looks at me, and she says, "You know, your sister's a real bitch," and I said, "Huh?" <laughs> and she, I forget what she said, but I'm like, "Okay," and I just kind of close the door on her, and I'm like. I'll see you later. Um, so there hasn't been really much of a relationship uh, for a lot, a lot of years. Um, it's funny. My dad uh, lives down here in Florida, um, moved down here before we did, and I have yet to see him. But, you know, we, we do talk. We communicate. Um, you know, he will call or text on the holidays, and, you know, I'll call and text on holidays also, you know, trying to rebuild it. Um my sister really uh, has forgiven all this BS. Um, and as much as I didn't want to, because she did, I'm like, okay, you know, I guess, I guess we're, we're done with this. So uh, she is actually coming down here next weekend. Oh, that's um, right. She's going to swing through Palm Coast to see us and come see our basketball. Um, and then... Yes, we do. Yes, Jacksonville. Uh, and then she is off to see my dad and probably spend, I don't know how long she's going to be there, but, um, so, you know, I, I have just resigned myself to the fact that everything has to be forgiven because my sister who was treated the the worst between the two of us has decided to forgive both of them. So I'm like, you know what? I don't have a mom. I have a dad left. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on board and I'm gonna forgive everybody and try and rebuild a relationship. So I'm I'm not sure we're reaching our goal for a happy Father's Day episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. Between Fred saying none and then that story, I mean, what a. So this is why we don't get the Father's Day commercials. <laughs> right. <laughs> this I is keep, the exact reason. I keep telling Sue I'm I'm in Win Dixie's all week long. And, you know, they talk about Mother's Day starting, like, January 1. <laughs> exactly. And the commercial for Winn-Dixie is, Father's Day is this weekend. Send your dad a card. Let him know you care. <laughs> you know, I, my <laughs> okay. joke my right. joke is always, like, cool. Happy New Year, Mother's Day, May 15th. <laughs> and then it's, like, Father's Day next weekend. But don't forget about the grads. <laughs> Dads and grads. Dads and grads. Father's Day, the first Father's Day in years that I haven't cooked. Oh, I I always cook on Father's Day, yeah. but we have the we have the tournament this weekend, so I won't be cooking. Yeah, so I don't know what they're gonna eat. They're gonna starve on Father's <laughs> Day. <laughs> they're gonna be so hungry. Where's uh, where's the food? I don't know what's going. On. <laughs> All right, so we're okay. So we got the sad sack part of the Father's Day episode over. Um, but the, the beautiful part of those tough stories, I think, with the, the men sitting at this table is what we decided, what you decided to do differently and the different choices you decided to make. Because that's, 
not everybody makes that conscious decision to do something different, right? I mean, there's a whole lot of generational ick passed down and passed down and passed down. And not to say that we're all free of it because, you know, we made some changes or whatever. But um, I know that in our household, and I'm guessing it's the same for all of us here because this is how we know each other, um, one of the earliest and most the strongest bonds you had with your kids, Joe, you had with your son, was coaching him. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Joseph was, or I was, his only coach for his first, God, uh, 13, 12, 13 years until he hit middle school and got on Coach Reggie's team. Got to love that guy, Coach Reggie. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I coached Joseph in football and basketball and soccer. um, And I don't even, never even occurred to me to think, God, I don't even know if he enjoys being coached by me I'm just like nope that's my son I'm gonna go coach so and there was a time I think where um when Carolyn started to play a little ball where she wondered why you weren't coaching her and it was a work thing it wasn't a conscious thing but she was like you know dads coach their kids yeah for her whatever like it was a perfect storm of switching jobs and not being in you know I didn't have the free time to coach Carolyn like I did with Joseph like my schedule was like I could it was clear I could do whatever I wanted with Joseph but as soon as Carolyn started you know thinking hey maybe I want to play some sports I had commitments that didn't allow me to coach her so it was I don't know how another thing bad on me that I didn't even think about with her thinking wow maybe she's gonna feel some kind of way if dad's not coaching her but he coaches her brother all the time well, we, we amended that. I had the, the exact opposite with my two kids. My my older one is my daughter, mm-hmm. and I wasn't ever able to coach her, which for the same reason, was all work-related. I was running my own business at the time. Um, we were trying to grow the business. I was working all the hours I could be awake. So it, there just wasn't any time for me to do it, and it's that's definitely one of the regrets I have is that I didn't make that time because you know when you own your own business you can make the time but when you're looking at the bottom line more than some other lines sometimes you make that call and that's always one of the things that was rough for me like when I first started coaching Isaac was in soccer as well and I had her as my assistant coach she knew nothing about soccer (laughs) but she could put cones if I told her go put cones out over here or whatever she could do it and at least I got her involved some but she has zero interest in basketball less than if is there I don't know if there's less than zero interest I, I think in all these seasons she's come to two games maybe maybe three that Isaac's played and it's been you know I don't know hundreds mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know a lot so that that's always one thing that I'm gonna feel sorry for for myself and for her that I didn't make that time mm-hmm. to coach her more so but, what is it about that relationship that you know the that what is that spark of that relationship as coach that is so I don't know universal so I mean, because you guys are parents at home all the time. Yeah. Right? What's, mm-hmm. what's, I mean, maybe with Joe, it was a little sort of imparting his love for a particular sport, you know, having something to share. 
Yeah, that's a hundred percent. I wanted, you know, I love, 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 love basketball. Um, played it nonstop. I, I grew up in Michigan. I would go out in the winter and shovel the driveway just so I could play basketball like every single day. Like I was famous in my hometown for that. Um, so, you know, when I was able to be in the spot to where Joseph wanted to play and I could have the opportunity to coach him, um, I just was so, you know, in my heart of hearts was like, God, I hope he loves it as much as I do. I want to give him the best experience I had because I didn't have a dad who could coach me. I, I didn't. You know, I had a mom who was working two jobs, single parent, you know, could make half of the games that I played, you know, whether it was baseball or so- or uh, basketball or whatever. I did play some baseball. You think, was, you, know, was, you, think you know somebody. Every, every white guy our age played baseball. Right? <laughs> I played third base, as a matter of fact. Uh-huh, that's right. Yeah. Oh Lord! Lord have we had mercy. to do something. We had to do. <laughs> but yeah, that that was that was totally one hundred percent the reason why I wanted to coach Joseph because I wanted to, you know, show him how much I love it, and I just wanted to to be there for him when he found that spark and he loved it as much, you know. Hopefully, as I, I think he does now for sure. But um, you know, I, I just wanted to be a part of that. That's all I wanted. You know, what's interesting. My dad did not coach me till I was an adult. Um, when I was a kid, he didn't want me to play basketball. Wouldn't sign anything. Didn't, didn't even tell my mom he had this rule. My mom recently said to me, "You never told. He never told me that. He he played basketball and was very good, but he felt like it distracted him from being a good student. <laughs> so he did not want me to play. And he didn't want to coach me. Didn't want to show me anything. I remember we went to a park, and I wanted him to work with me on ball handling because my dad was like a ball handling wizard. And he was like, "You got to make a hundred layups first. It's like, yo, dad, like." No disrespect, but I can make 100 lamps in my sleep. And, like, we got into it and we left the park. And that was by design for him. He did not want me to love basketball the way that I loved it because he wanted me to love science. You know what I mean? Like, so, so, and with coaching my son, my daughter was a swimmer, so I don't know anything about that. <laughs> White guys play baseball. Not all black people can teach swimming. <laughs> So, <laughs> but um, I didn't even want to coach Anthony. I wanted to watch him play. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> so my dad, well, yeah, we'll get into that because Fred was the same way. My dad kind of tricked me into coaching him. You know, hey, why don't you take over this team? And I think, I don't know if it's helped or hurt our relationship, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think it's damaged it badly because we still – do what we do, but like to like today, for instance, we went to a workout. He was dragging his ass. And I can't, you know, I let the the coach, you know, it was for the for the high school coach. I'm just an assistant, so I lay back. When we got to the house, I'm like, "Yo, you were terrible today." <laughs> like he's like, "You're a hater, hater." Listen, who do you think the coach was talking about when he was talking about people going half speed? I'm talking about you. <laughs> he's talking to you. So I don't. I think there's times when he thinks I'm too hard on him, but I'm just a hard coach in general, though. That's, but, that's, always, a, that's always a tough part with your own kid, though, is where to draw that line of being hard on him or are you being too hard because it's your kid making it a little different than you would for other kids. I try to make sure I'm always at least, at least as difficult of a coach for all the kids <laughs> as I am for my kid. Right, like I remember the first – 
it was like maybe a year or two into when I was coaching, and a kid said to me, Anthony's your son? Didn't even know. And to me, that means I'm doing it right. Like, that means I'm as hard as him on everybody, as, as I am on everybody else. Yeah. And I got a certain style that, like I said, you know, it's not easy to play for me because there's certain things that I demand. Like, I demand a certain effort. I demand you pay attention. I, you know, a certain intensity when we play. And it can, it can wear on you. And when you got to see that at the gym and then go live with that because it's not, it doesn't go off. Like, if I, if I ask you to clean your room and you don't do it, I'm coming across the same way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I, you know, I, 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 I hope he comes on and can talk a little bit about that, can articulate that. But I know it's been tough for him. And so now he's getting older, I'll coach him less. I'm actually looking forward to that more, to just see him play mm-hmm. and not have to correct him. We can talk about it after the game. And I can say, hey, you know, I watched you today. I thought you could have did X, Y, and Z. And I think he'll take that better than me always on him. That's what I did did with Isaac a lot when he was playing in high school was I just had to step back, not try to step on their coach's toes. But I would just – I would wait for him to ask me because I also didn't want to feel – want him to feel like I was beating him up. Like, because you don't want to get in the car to drive home from the game and go, oh, Mike, you were horrible. You know. Yeah, and then then he's in the therapist office twenty years from now, going, "My dad always told me I was awful," you know. Yeah. So I, I always waited for him to ask me, "Hey, Dad, what do you think I could have done better here? What do you think I could have done better there?" And then I'd give him a little bit of advice for this or that. And a lot of it was, "Shut up and listen to your coach," because mm-hmm. really, I mean, if they're playing for any kind of a decent coach, which I, that's questionable whether he was or not, but they they're going to guide those guys to play the way mm-hmm. they, they need to be playing. If you just shut your mouth sometimes and listen, then you're going to pick up and you won't be asking me what you did wrong because the coach already told you last Tuesday what you were going to do wrong this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you, got, you, got a, you got a very modest son. My, my son's going to – he's going to come home for games and say, did you see that crossover I did? And I'm, and I'm going to have to say, yes, I did. But I also saw <laughs> – <laughs> the Mr. Yeah. That's, that's how that's going to work for him. He's only going to tell me about the good things he did. Yeah, I don't know. My kids will will emulate that because I would get in Joseph's ass more than I would some of the other kids when I was coaching just because he was my kid and I was harder on him and I expected more out of him. Joseph was naturally gifted when he was a kid. He's still pretty good now. Um, but And I think Carolyn sees that sometimes when I'm coaching her right now. I think she thinks I'm harder on her. I try not to be. You are. You think I am? Mm, you, you do. You are. I will. I mean, I like I said, I get in her ass. I'll get in Joseph's ass, and I'm not even worrying whether they're going to be like, God, why are you being such a jerk, Dad? I'm nope. You're my kid. This is what I expect. And I like, like you guys said, I when Joseph made it, you know, was in high school and got on those teams. It was. I was glad that I wasn't coaching him, that I could watch him. And then if he came to me, he was like, "So, what did you think of the game today? Or you know, what did you see? How did it go?" And I could be like, "Well, you know, this is what I saw. You know, and I'm sure your coach saw it." Um, but I love, love, love. <laughs> All right, that's debatable. Um, I love, love watching both of my kids play right now. Right, right now, Carolyn. You know, I coach her in one league and I play against her in another league. <laughs> I still love watching her, even when I'm playing against her. Why did you throw me that look? 
funny. (laughs) (laughs) Just for the record, I fully expected her Mm -hmm. to play for the Wolverines. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to say. And And I I think it's kind of funny that she didn't. I mean, it was fun. Well, now Me- meanwhile, my son played a game for the Wolverines. <laughs> what is happening? I know. It's family. But, like, let me ask you guys a question. Cause, so, for me, right, I spent many, many years coaching Anthony before I got to actually sit down and watch him play with someone else coaching him. So, I coached him from, like, maybe age 8, maybe even up to, like, 12 or whatever before I got to see him play for someone else. And I, when you're coaching your son, like, I coach the team, right? And so I'm constantly focused on what he's doing within the framework of the team. And I feel like when I watch him play and I'm not coaching, I get to see him more. How talented he is, how good. Like, Fred would be, has been telling me for years, oh, Anthony, it's great. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's, you know, he's, he's getting there, like. But then you get to sit and like when I've been watching him at some of these workouts this week and I got to watch him in a couple of AAU tournaments where he wasn't playing for me. And it's like, this kid's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you, when you say you go, you know, when you watch Isaac in high school or when you watch Joseph now, do you see your kids more? I'd say it was, it was split for me. Sometimes I could watch just him as, as his dad. And then other times you're watching the whole game as a coach because you never lose that part of you that's a coach too. Like, I always tried not to, but, you know, you're always going to – let's face it, we're, we're going to judge every other coach that we watch coaching. And so when you're, when you're seeing things that you don't think are maybe the smartest thing to do, now I'm watching the whole game and my son sort of disappears into the, the mix of all the players and, and what's going on out there. And I'd have to keep pulling myself back. As you know, that season, there was a lot of that, that last season that he played over there. So I had to keep pulling myself back and just appreciate my son out there playing as a parent only and try to turn the coach's wheels off. (laughs) So so I'm not paying attention to what what they should be doing that they're not doing or or whatever it might be. Yeah, it's it's funny because – you know, like I said, I haven't coached Joseph in probably five, six years. Um, so I, I hope that, you know, some of the stuff I taught him translated as he grew up. But, man, you know, watching him play high school ball was something else. Um, you know, we would – even back in North Carolina, 10 years ago, you know, we bought a basketball hoop and we'd go out and he would always – all he ever wanted to do was play one-on-one. And, you know, back then, I would, I'd would i kill him all the My time. son is ducking me. Kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him. And, you know. Right. Yeah, well, he, he, he Joseph, ducking me. He's Joseph, ducking me. Joseph and I have played this year. I mean, it's 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 great. The Like, the, the growth that I've seen in him, that kid is something else. And now, you know, it's it's a surprise when I beat him <laughs> anymore these days. Um, you know, he hates playing against me because I use, you know, I've got the old man moves. <laughs> the hook shots and the like the hook shots and I back him into pain and I got to fade away and he just hates that stuff because to him you know that's not basketball the kids he plays with now are so fast they can jump they can shoot they can do all this stuff and I mean he's right there with him that kid is just something else I'm so proud of him 
he he was just sort of a gifted athlete. He could play any game, like he could play any sport without a whole lot of effort. And when he didn't make the team as a freshman, that's kind of when we said, oh, well, I guess this is when we figure out if he's willing to dig in and do the work, you know, because it's the first time he really had to, to work to get on the team. I totally get it because that same exact thing happened with Isaac. He didn't make the freshman team at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to grab the mic to just say both of them should have been playing as freshmen. Mm-hmm. I, like, no disrespect to any coaches, especially the FPC one, because I worked for him. But I don't know how you miss what they had. Even even for Isaac, because I think Isaac started later, right? So he was a little bit in, in terms of the skill level behind Joseph. But if I see a guy at his height and his length walk in a gym, I'm going to get him there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to get him there. And his work ethic. His work, eth- work ethic is, I mean, even a, even a short kid with that worth it, work ethic, you're going you're gonna to do everything you can to get him on the team. Right. So, yeah. It's sad that they didn't play in the ninth grade, and they should have. Damn shame. So I'm not a basketball coach, but I trained Joseph for years. And so I, you know, I I watched the kids play. And, like, when I saw how Anthony ran when he was dealing with his knee pain and he kind of scuffed his toes, I said, he needs a jump rope or he needs this or he needs that to help with that. And that's – so I'm sort of in the opposite place right now because of my role with the, the teams. Like you want to sit back and kind of be dad for a minute and watch Joseph play. And I'm like, oh, God, what do these boys need? What do these kids need? What what can I, you know, what tool can I give to them to make them, you know, Joseph couldn't always jump the way he can jump. He had to practice. He had to learn. And, you know, we worked Takes together. Yeah, we worked together on that for a long time. So I didn't coach him the same way you did. But um, and Carolyn neither one of my kids wanted to go to the college where I went. I mean, maybe Joseph would be interested in playing basketball at Michigan if that was had been his oh, path and he was 6'5". I'm sure five. he would not have turned but. down the scholarship <laughs> if, it came, if it came in the mail, yeah. But it's not one of those things where, you know, like you have uh, something like that passed down to gener- for generations. But, um, you know, Carolyn said just a couple of weeks ago that she would like to work in strength and conditioning, and it was kind of the same thing, you know. It is pretty cool to awesome. to put all that together and and watch these kids. I have a dream <laughs> that I will not mention on this podcast. We'll talk about off air. That that involves Carolyn's career choice. I've, oh right. I have a dream. No, no, it's a good dream. You you like it? I would like. I hope she becomes a trainer and trains one of my favorite athletes. That would be a a, a great collaboration there when it so I think um you know sharing a sport like that with your sons and your daughters but you're we're talking mainly about our sons right now um it gives you I mean it's no secret I think that men sort of stereotypically are not necessarily great communicators or or you know great with feelings or whatever though I would say that there are three people at this table that don't fit that mold, but it gives you something to connect about. And as they grow up and move on and whatever, hopefully, right, that's something that you still maintain that still keeps you connected. I know it was that with my father, my father and my brother who played football all all the way up through college. Um, but it's something that 
will remain a thread, right? And then, oh God, someday when we're grandparents and we're sitting at this table talking about seeing our- Many, many years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You know, it's funny funny you mention that because like I said, like my dad didn't coach me, but we would watch all the games together. Like that's all I did with my dad, watch basketball, sports, all that kind of stuff. And it is the thread. Like, it is, you know, it kept us in contact. Even when I was an adult, I'm going to go watch the game with my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it helped me see him more. And, like, it's something we even talked about, like, the night before he passed. Like, he talked about, you know, how, you know, oh, you you were always so smart. You can diagnose things on the basketball court when you were 9 or 10. And you would watch the games with me. And that's a connection we're going to have, like, these things where you're coaching your sons and we're all coaching our sons, we're always going to have that. Yep. And, you know, you've won stuff with Isaac. I've won stuff with Anthony. You've won stuff with Joseph. But those are memories that are always going to be with those kids. And so, yeah, like for me and my dad, um, basketball was a big part of our lives, a big part of our relationship, big part of our love, not just for the game, but for each other. And it manifested itself like when we coached together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's funny because if you, I think if you ask Joseph some of his fondest memories when we lived in North Carolina, it would be when we would sit out in the living room and we'd be watching a sport and he would just start talking and asking questions and we'd be going back and forth and, you know, he would absolutely love it. And the next day he'd be like, so when's the next time we can, we can watch basketball and talk? I'd be like, whenever you want, man. I mean, let's, let's, let's go, let's do this. And, and he just would sit there and just ask questions and talk and he and I'd tell him stuff and he'd listen so intently and then he'd think about it and then he'd ask another question and then he would you know when we were done there was time for bed I love you dad thanks for talking to me tonight I really appreciate it and you know so that's that's something that I hope maybe I I assume he'll pass on to his kids um you know Carolyn has never been the one to watch the sports with you um but I gotta be honest with you I was I never saw this coming with her with the basketball. Um, so maybe it's something that she will get into. Um, but like, you know, it just never, you know, until two years ago, she never really was all that into basketball. She tried upward for a year and, you know, had fun, I think, but that was it. Just one year she was done. Um, so I'm super excited and I'm glad that there was somebody else looking at her going, you know what? She's going to, she can play some basketball. I'm going to make there sure was, she there does. There was more than just somebody else. There was every coach in the league. <laughs> but only one. <laughs> <laughs> only one who shall rename, name, who shall remain nameless. We, no, you know, she's done a lot of work on her own. Um, you know, hopefully Anthony won't listen to this podcast. But, you know, we did a lot of work together <laughs> in secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. where she put in a lot of work. So she's she's going to be one of the better young ladies in this county. And there's <laughs> coaches coming out everywhere now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's she's pop she's popular right now. She's right. She's right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's it right now. Yeah, she's it right now. So the next part hopefully of this episode if we can make it happen before we release it next Wednesday is having some kids to talk to who have been coached by their parents. Um, what is something that you like what would be a question that you'd ask one of the kids what is something that you would want 
No, I would just like you know. Well, you're gonna be there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna be here. Like, I hope so. Like, I'm gonna try to drag him here. So, yeah. What, yeah, what would you ask Isaac? Mm-hmm. And what's his work schedule over the next couple? He works <laughs> until <laughs> like five p.m. five days a week. Sometimes six, sometimes seven. Mm-hmm. He's got his dad's work at. <laughs> um, man, you know, we've we've talked about so much with it. I don't know. I don't really have a question for him that I have. I haven't had answered from him. I'm not. I don't. I think you guys know. I'm not really the shyest person. No. When it comes to, if if I think there's a problem or I think there might be a problem, I'm gonna say something to you. We're going to talk about it, and I'm, I've always been that way with my kids, too. So anytime I felt like there was any sort of weirdness at all between us, we've, we've talked about it since I started coaching with them. And even, even a lot before that, because I don't, I don't know, before we got to basketball, he was in Boy Scouts, which everybody looks at me and goes, wow, Isaac was a Boy Scout? Because he doesn't look like a Boy Scout. <laughs> he doesn't act like a typical Boy Scout. But, yeah, he quit playing football to join Boy Scouts. And so we went on campouts every other weekend. I didn't get officially involved with the Boy Scouts because you got to go through all sorts of political type stuff mm-hmm. to get in there. Like I didn't have the Boy Scout shirt, but I was there as a parent helping every time. So I was an unofficial Boy Scout helper. And then before that, we and at the same time, we trained jujitsu together. So we've been doing stuff together basically his whole life. I got him training, started training jujitsu when he was five. He trained for many years, which I've always said is one of the best things you can do as a parent, because when your children see you choke grown men unconscious, they tend to not talk back to you. (laughs) It works really well. I don't, I don't have to ever raise my hand to my children. They've seen me put people to sleep. They've seen me throw a 250 pound man across the room. They've seen it happen. So when I say, really, you want to talk like this? They're like, nope, I sure don't. <laughs> you know. Um, I think for me, like I, like I mentioned earlier, um, I've never, never asked them how they feel about me coaching them, and I've never really given a whole lot of thought to it because it was never really a question if I was going to coach them or not. So, I would like to know, really, like you know, one, how does Joseph feel about it, and two. How does Carolyn feel about it? Because I tell you, you know, it's totally different with them because Carolyn, you know, when we're out there doing practices and I'll say something to her, she, she'll give me the side eye. So Joseph never really did that. But, you know, I, I, it's going to be – I think the answers are going to be totally different. And I would really love to see that. But, but, but I think part of the reason that happens with Carolyn is because she experienced other coaches before you. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Like, so – She's always looked at you as just that, whereas Joseph had the combination. So it's a, like it's a different experience. So I think that's part of the reason why. I don't think it's so much as, you know, she, she sees you as a father first on the basketball court. Like my, right, like whereas when I'm on the basketball court, like Anthony never, he, he doesn't call me dad. He'll, he'll say, he'll, he'll call me coach on the basketball court. I thank God for basketball, though, because my son's an introvert. Super. Okay. okay. Like, people don't realize, like, if he doesn't know you, like, Fred's like, he under- he knows you, so he's going to talk around you. But mm-hmm. if not for basketball, I don't know. We would still be close, but not as close. 
because I'm not going to be going in there playing Fortnite. Like, I'm not, there's a lot of things I'm not going to be doing. And because of his personality, the basketball has given us a lot of time together that we probably wouldn't have normally had. That's another thing that, you know, some people probably don't even think about is but when you're coaching them, you're, you're together. You guys are spending time together. You know, and it's that's the and it's, biggest thing. It's time that maybe you wouldn't have, because like you said, you know, these kids, you know, are playing their video games or they're Snapchatting or they're calling their friends or they're doing whatever. They're not doing that when they're on the basketball court. It's one on one, you know, team and coaches. But you're there together. You're that's time together, and that's. I always try to back. think about how many dads are lucky enough to spend four, five nights a week with their 18 year old son. Ah. I mean. If, if you told me at 18 that I had to spend five nights a week with anyone, the answer would be no. I don't care who it is. Literally, there was nobody. So I, I feel super blessed that, that that's a part of my life. I mean, I never expected that to happen. I didn't think, you know, when Isaac was little in his Lakers PJs, that someday we'd be playing basketball together and going off to Jacksonville for the weekend and we'd be two, three, four practices a week and we'd be hanging out all the time and and he would look forward to it also. It's mm-hmm. not like I'm dragging him to any of this stuff. You know, he always comes to me, hey, Dad, when are we leaving? Hey, Dad, when are we going to this? When are we doing that? So it's, it's really cool. It's, it's, a big, mm-hmm. it's a big thing, I think. Not a lot of people get that in their life, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's something, um, you know, just me personally coming in late. I mean, you guys, Johnny and, and Fred, have known each other for longer than the three of us. Just a little bit, the though. The four of us have known each other. Um, mm-hmm. But I can honestly say, like, from the first time I ever saw Isaac, I, I was like, wow, that's that's a good – he's a good kid. Like, he's a good kid. Like, even, like, when we're at the gym, you know, and he's hanging out waiting for games, you know, he he's – interacts with the little little kids and you know he sits there and he like he's just not a jerk or an a-hole or he's just a good kid and (laughs) that's that's a reflection on you know at you and and your wife and 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 just you know the time you guys have spent together so there's a little bit of luck involved in that too to be honest (laughs) i mean some some kids are are born to be a-holes they really are you could be the best parent in the world and they just go sideways on you so there's a little luck involved, too. I, I, I can't. There's no way I could take all the credit for that. And it's a lot of hard work on his part because, I don't know, I mean, if you think back when you were a kid, there's a lot of influences, a lot of things pulling you, a lot of things that are – so it's a lot of work on, on his part to stay that person. Mm-hmm. So I give him a lot of credit for not only learning it but keeping it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and he is a good kid. I think he is. Everybody tells me he's a good kid. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? for sure. mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's something that's gone throughout his whole life, from when it was little tiny Ikey, that used to be his nickname, <laughs> to all the way up till today, everybody's always told me what a great kid yeah. he is. And it's, it's, it's always been awesome to hear. You know, you don't, you don't want to hear your kid's a jackass. Right. You know? <laughs> True. <laughs> True story. <laughs> well, it's going to be uh, – I just as we've been sitting here talking today, I've thought of, you know, some ways I'd like to have steer the conversation when we do get some kids at the mic too, hopefully before we release this episode. But, um, you know, before we wrap up with the adults, any last thoughts, Johnny or our guest son? Well, these are um, probably two of my best friends here sitting here today. 
They're totally. <clears throat> There's three people sitting at this table. I'm talking about the guests. But all right. I'm talking about the guests. All right. All right. Jesus. I was listening. Can the dads have anything? I was. <laughs> Can we have anything? No. Mother's Day weekend's 11 months away. <laughs> right. Our two guests today are two of, my, two of my best friends. Um, and it's funny because you two are different in a lot of ways, but, uh, but alike in the way that I am. Are you saying all white people are alike? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to go there. <laughs> but no, I, I think... What I want to say is like when you, when you're coaching your son and you're doing it for the right reasons, uh, like-minded people get together, um, and this is like, the, you know, Joe and Fred are two people that I trust a lot, and it, and part of that trust comes from seeing them in action, right? Seeing them with their children, seeing them with their family, how they interact with their friends, how they treat people, and their kids are the same way. Like I am the lucky one here, you know I. I've gotten to deal with, I've talked with Isaac for many, many years. I got to coach Joseph and Carolyn. So I get the fruits of you guys' labor. So I thank you for raising good children. She <laughs> <laughs> got to coach Joseph for That's right, year, you did, for seasons. a season. Was it, I, was it the whole we, year? we don't talk about that time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know if it was for one season or one year, whatever it was. It was. He was with us for yeah. a little while. Yeah. It, it was a pleasure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. And then... I remember he was he was kind of wooed by wanting to play with his buddies mm -hmm. on the Knicks, and he almost immediately was like, "What did I do?" Because he did have fun, you know. But he felt this allegiance to Johnny Senior, and then the first thing he said after we found out that Johnny Senior passed away, he was like, oh, he, "He's not gonna know. I want to. I'm going back. He's not gonna know I'm going back." He said, "I had to go back." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, we totally respected. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I had to bring it back down, but <laughs> I ended on a good note. I know, America I know. and all of the countries. <laughs> no, are you still in I don't know. I, I haven't looked in a while. Check. Yeah, we got to check. We, you know what I mean? We got to see check. what's going on in Russia. <laughs> it's in in Djibouti. <laughs> have, you, have you broke through Uzbekistan yet? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. There, I mean, what else is there to do? Hey, we got hundreds of listeners, Fred. Hundreds. <laughs> hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, it has been a pleasure. I appreciate you guys being our our, our guests tonight. Um, I'm I'm gonna try to scramble and get our our kids in front of the mic too before we put this together and release it on Wednesday. That will really be something. I'm really looking forward to hearing what those kids say. Yes. They do say the darndest things. Maybe you should throw Anthony a text. <laughs> I will. He likes we'll Missou. We will. I'll get some Skittles. Maybe Miss C. I know. Well, I, I'll, all the O'Lear women will be on it. We will. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. Sweet. That was fun. That was fun. This strongly worded podcast is written and produced by Johnny Hampton and Sue O'Lear. Music production and vocals by Marshall Max Lamont Hamilton and cover art by Samantha Shakes.